to Renovating Riches Radio podcast today with Mr. Gabe and Paul from Blink Lending. And uh, we're missing actually Dennis today. He's oh, he's yeah. my man. Yeah, he's working. Uh, he was supposed to come here for the tacos, but um, <laughs> I sent him to work. Now uh, you got lunch. Now we got lunch. So anyways, guys, uh, thank you for having me. Um, and uh, this is actually a dual collaboration because they're about to come up with their own podcast. The philosophy of lending. Yes, sir. Excited about it. Where do you guys come from? What do you do? Like, can you tell me a little bit about yourselves? Well, sure. Um, Gabe, the Czech, Lukish. Um, right. Actually, uh, it's a third generation, so not uh, nearly the direct descendant of the Czech Republic, as Paul is with Greek, um, with Greece. Excuse me. But anyway, I come from my direct descendant of Zeus. Yeah, there it All is. Right. <laughs> Signed himself. No, um, my background is in marketing and advertising, so. Um, working with the Chronicle and a few other entities, I uh, developed um, developed their uh, advertising, print media, social media, uh, digital platforms. Um, sold to small businesses to generate leads, generate uh, traction. To what was your first job ever? Wow! Um, Are you that old? You're not that old. Yeah. Uh, anybody remember the shopping, uh, the the grocery store Apple Tree by chance? Apple Tree. Yeah, it's a Safeway. It's a Safeway brand. Yes, I was a bagger, sacker there. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's that, those were your humble beginnings. Yeah, I had to have, like 18 or you were like no, 17? No, no, I could, yeah, I had, I had to have a ride up there, yeah, 15. Okay. 15, 16, so yeah. You started working at 15 years old. Yeah. So cool. Good times. Cool. And how was your evolution from bagging groceries to where uh, you are today? There it is. Well, um, I quickly moved, realized that the easiest job on the planet was um, cart guy or marshal at a golf course. Okay. That pretty much got me through all the way through college. I, uh, <laughs> was um, worked at a few other you know a few golf courses in here and in Austin that uh, uh, allowed me the um, the relaxation of the lifestyle that I grew accustomed to. So, right. um, but no, and then uh, you know morphed into you know graduating, moving into business, and um, having a few different jobs here and there, and um, ultimately um, finding a little niche in the marketing advertising industry or sector, and and uh, and then of course um, Paul had always been. Uh, Recruiting 100%, so we've known each other since, it's been a few weeks, right? Yeah, 15, yeah. I think about 15 years old, and I'm a little bit older, so. So you guys go to high school together? So about 780 weeks. Yeah, there you go. There's the math for you. Um, so that's how I got here. Uh, you know, Paul had, um, Paul had been recruiting, and um, I was always listening, and it was just a matter of time, really, what it came down to. I wanted Paul, to work with him, so. Where are you from? Like, I know you're Greek, but. Were you born oh, in Greece? Born and raised in Houston, by the way. Go Houston. Go Astros. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What part of Houston? West Houston, but I mean, I grew up in, in town. I went to um, Edgar Allan Poe Elementary, which is in the Heights, and then all the way to uh, Maid Creek High School on the okay. west side. So. All right. How about you, Paul? And you finished. And I finished. He's done. I, I think I'm that. done. Wait and seen. No, like high school. Oh, yeah, yes. I finished. I thought <laughs> you have been talking. Yes, I have finished. Um, I finished high school. high school, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, dad's side of the family is Greek. Right. Uh, mom's side of the family is English and Dutch. So, uh, in my single days, I used to like to tell everyone I was European. Okay. Um, in 2003, I was... Uh, that, that's a good conversation story. Like, where are you from? Europe. Europe. <laughs> where from? What part? A, well, uh, let me tell you a story, right? Ricardo, we have ladies listening. Right. Um, so, 2003, I'm, uh, I'm bartending, I'm waiting on tables, um, and my mom's telling me, hey, I think you'd be good at a loan officer. 
Uh, she was at the time working in the secondary market for a company called Aegis Lending at the time. Um, so, you know, 23 years old, I figured it was time to start listening to parents. So got the job, it was in the Galleria. I'm 23 years old at the time, I get to wear a shirt and a tie to work, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I was always a fan of math, and it just really worked. I started out working directly with the homeowner, the person that was buying the house to live in. Um, also doing refinances, whether it was to pull equity out and to pay off some debt, or maybe invest um, in a vacation or kids college tuition, whatever the case might be. Then around 2008, I got introduced to private hard money lending and really was very uh, curious, if you will. I remember calling my grandfather and mom and saying, hey, I've come across this new product, what do you think of it? Mm -hmm. And come to find out, my mom and grandfather actually were private money lenders themselves. My mom still is to this day, um, and she worked with private hard money lenders in California back in the uh, mid 80s. So um, I was actually born in Los Angeles. I moved to Greece, Uh, I lived there till I was 10 then back to Los Angeles, and I've been here in Houston ever, uh, what, for 25 years now. So. Why are you here in Houston? Um, have, yeah. have you seen our real estate market? It's amazing. It's uh, amazing, yeah. No, really, family's here, uh, good good business. My grandfather actually uh, decided to retire here from um, California and bought an apartment complex, and real estate's just always been in the conversation. So, um, stayed in it, and now here we are 15, 16 years later, and doing our own thing, and hopefully getting to lend lots of money and do it over and over again. Good for you, man. Um, so, you grew up here in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to high, is that where you guys met, high school, or? So I actually went to yeah. middle school with his younger brother. Oh, okay. Um, and Gabe's uh, about five years older than I am. Um, so when you're in high school, having friends that are a few years older than you yeah. and over that uh, 21 age is pretty fruitful. Um, right. So yeah. I remember, you know. He was the guy helping you guys yeah. out with a bunch of stuff. Uh, Disclaimer, uh, I never contributed to minors. <laughs> okay. Um, That's was, good to know. It was always, it was funny how, you know, yeah, Gabe was, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we paid for 12, but we always got eight. Yeah, he was, no, very, helpful. Was, <laughs> he was very helpful. So, so does, of course. So you graduated high school, then what do you do right after that? Bartenders, uh, bartending, waiting, uh, waiting tables. Why bartending? Is that something you liked? So, it's, uh, it, growing up in Greece, we have uh, we still own a hotel there. It's an eighteen room villa. Okay. Uh, my dad also had his own restaurant. Okay. So, from the time I remember blood, man. walking, yeah. and it was, uh, and the other thing too is I didn't. My first job with a paycheck was with a company called Software Etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember De- that Deerbrook Mall in Humble. Oh, wow. Um, and even though I was making like $7 an hour, which at the time minimum wage was four fifteen, I didn't like the concept of trading hours for dollars. For dollars yeah. um, and I looked into what could I do that I'd be able to make more money with. And just bartending and waiting on tables at the time. You, you give a good service, you get a higher percentage on tips. And Plus I got to work in air conditioning, right? Like right. we could have washed cars and uh, mowed lawns, which hey, I, I did a lot of that in my earlier life, but I, with this Houston heat, you don't want to do that, right? right, right. So yeah. The, Still, uh, I love what I do now, but still my, my favorite job ever. Um, who wouldn't want to bring people margaritas and then get paid for it? You, you see, and uh, eventually you'll probably find yourself back into it. Not that you're going to bartend or wait tables, but you might own a place that is providing that service. Um, you never know. It's, it's one of those things that uh, you got to be open you know, for different opportunities. But uh, Okay, so you go bartending, and then you, 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 your mom tells you, hey, you got to go lending. Or go check this out, and you're like, mm, might be a good idea to listen to my mother, and you get into this beautiful world of financing, pretty much. 
Yeah, it was 2003. Uh, it right. Was before the subprime. Right. And basically, back then, if you if you breathe and you have pulse, you can get a loan. Yeah, we can close in a few in a few days. Right. Um, then subprime comes in, 2007 happens, and, but you stay within the lending route, right? You move from cookie cutter mortgages, I guess, into, okay, what's this harmony world? Yeah, so when, um, when the whole meltdown started happening, right? I remember I went to Greece to visit my dad and some friends out there um, in August. I came back in September and literally hundreds of lenders within that month have disappeared. just disappeared overnight, right? So now I find myself as a 28-year-old, 29-year-old scared kid of, hey, what am I gonna do next? Here I am in an industry that is literally crumbling and is affecting you know, not only just the United States, but the entire world, right? Um, so there was a thought of getting out and going and doing something else, but I didn't know what that was gonna be. Was I gonna go sell insurance? Was I gonna go manage a grocery store? Would I just go get in the corporate chain um, and do that? And in having those conversations and sitting down with my dad, I realized I really liked what I did. I was good at what I did. I just wasn't, um, I needed to hone my marketing skills. So at the time, it was important that I found a company that provided all the support I was looking for, mm -hmm. um, a phone that worked, an email, some clients that kept calling and I could do what I was good at and just pick up the phone and pound the pavement until I was able to fine tune my skills and uh, get to a place to where I could go out um, on my own. So I ended up working with the company for about eight and a half years. Um, started out there as a loan officer and over the years became manager of a small team, then manager of the big team, the manager of the entire team um, and was running the sales operations there for the latter part of five years. Um, wife was pregnant. or and when you start staring at what you're making and what you want to provide for your family, if those two things don't line up, well, it's our responsibility to do something about it, right? Yeah. Um, and so around that time was really looking at how do I create not only the best future for myself, but also for my family, right? And in reaching out to people that were close to me, were kind of looking for that same thing. Gabe's name just kept popping to the top of the list, popping to the top of the list. So we had a sit down conversation and said, hey, this is what I've been doing. Uh, as he mentioned earlier, tried recruiting him several times to the old firm, just didn't work out. Um, so when it was the concept of, hey, there's a new firm, it was a different, uh, different story. And Gabe was asking, well, what are we gonna do? And I was in love with the concept of being a full service mortgage lender, right? There's a lot of mortgage lenders out there that play in this space or play in that space. Well, there's really not one that's a full service mortgage lender dedicated specifically to the real estate investor. Mm -hmm. So we wanna provide products that whether you're an investor that's buying to fix and sell a property, we have options for you. Right. If you're an investor that's looking to buy a distressed property, uh, renovate it and keep it as a rental property, we can help with that as well. So uh, we're a direct lender when it comes to the BRRRR strategy, you know, the buy, renovate, uh, rent, refinance, rinse and repeat, right? And right. um, now there's also investors that have W-2s and there's some investors that don't have W-2s. Well, just because you don't have a W-2, we don't feel that should be you know, an indictment against your right, borrowing right, right. abilities. Oh, you cannot come borrow money. I'm sorry, you don't have a steady paycheck. So we, we love Some of us figured out how to yes. go Creativity. through life without a steady paycheck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Steady. Ricardo, st just. Well, I had a steady paycheck You're steady. for a very long time. Don't yeah, let yeah. him fool you. He still has steady paychecks. They just sometimes come on Mondays and sometimes on Tuesdays and then sometimes <laughs> four on a Thursday, yeah, right? But to be honest with you, sometimes they don't come at all for a whole month or two, you know, because the there, is, is, there is skeletons in the closet on the files and you cannot get title commitment clear or 
and you're like, where am I going to get my next, you know, fix of oxygen, you know, and, and, and it takes two months. So you got to save for those days that, you know, um, so when those two months happen, what are, what are, what are you focusing on? And I'm asking that just as from sales, like you're a salesperson, I'm a salesperson, gave right. a salesperson, there are yeah. probably salespeople listening. So I think it's I, frustrating. So I focus on three things, uh, personally. It's income generating activities. That's just one thing, but I, I divided it on three, right? So how do I get the revenue in? How do I make money, right? Is it by, uh, we have a mailing company, so is it by selling mailers or is it by contracting more houses or disposing the ones we have in our hands? Um, and then, you know, where is my money coming from? Then everything else operational, I'll coordinate with Dennis. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, we got the flips. Just go do that. Now, if he calls me and says, hey, Ricardo, like it happened this weekend, uh, a buddy of mine is flipping a house that we actually found him the house and the money. So he's out there flipping the property right now. And he's like, hey, I got a guy uh, trying to do the landscape, um, and he's charging me 800 bucks. And Dennis goes, huh, let me talk to Ricardo real quick to see if that's something we can do for the same amount of money because our guys weren't busy that day. Sure enough, boom, that's another, you know, yeah, I'm not getting rich of $800, but you do that 10 times a month and you're making, I don't know, two or 300. That's mm -hmm. another three grand, four grand, five grand you're bringing in, right? Correct. So that's my focus. Dennis focuses more on the operations, making sure everything is getting done. But so just because the main uh, wholesaling business funnel may not be filled up today, tomorrow, it still doesn't mean there's not other streams of income oh, that she can be bringing in. Absolutely. Got yeah, it. yeah. We, we got, I'm a firm believer of multiple streams of income. Diversity. Um, you know, and they're all tied into the same. Sure. They're all tied into the same. It's all real estate. Uh, I'm not trying to go uh, like I used to before. I don't sell shakes or whatnot, which by the way, nothing wrong with that. If you're into MLM <laughs> and all that, there's plenty of money to be made there, okay? Uh, but all of our streams of income are related to the same real estate category. So that's what I do to mitigate those months that are dry. Um, after Harvey, you mentioned Harvey, we uh, earlier, when we were talking, I, I don't think we had one dollar of revenue for about seven months. Wow, goodness. And we had a chunk of money going out every month on payments, interest, and, yeah. and rehabbing and contractors. And it was very stressful. Um, it depleted our money, I mean, fast. The first three months, you're like, ah, I still got money. But then once you see that account coming down and coming down, we have a six-figure, you know, um, operation when it comes to overhead and all of that mm -hmm. it gets tight pretty fast and then you're like okay where's my next dollar coming in because now I need to focus on my next dollar so that's how we've done that uh, and we've been able to survive Harvey a lot of people didn't yeah a lot of the guys went under and they had to shut it down and pretty much tell all their lenders take their properties I'm sorry I cannot make it um, any it's not like they meant wrong for anybody. It's just that they got caught up in the middle of it with only one stream of income. So Let's, we don't play that, you know. Gabe and I require flood insurance on all houses in Houston. So let's um, talk about lending real quick, right? So so you guys get together and you put together blink lending, correct? Uh -huh. And you, like you said, you, you are a one-stop shop for pretty much everybody. Lenders, uh, I mean, for, for lenders, private money lenders mm -hmm. that you want to, if they want to work with, with somebody that's got experience on underwriting lending, boom, there you go. Yeah, so we sell um, a lot of our notes. Um, you sell your notes. Uh -huh. Okay. 
So what we'll do is we'll vet the, the client, right? We'll fund the private money loan. Um, and then what we do is we end up selling the note. Uh, how, how, how long after, how much do you let it season? Like how long do you, do you season it for? We've typically got our private lenders already lined up. Yeah. So it could take a few days. It's just okay. depending on how quickly they want to pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. um, so the sooner they say yes, the sooner they start earning their interest. We like to call this like a little Airbnb property. When you do a, a private money loan, it's like every day, it's like 50, 60 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. So without the cleanup, without the maintenance crew, um, toiletries mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. So yeah, you're, really in, you're really in the note business? So yes and no. We, we, we're in the lending business. Um, but you have a note business attached to it because you, if you're selling the notes. Yeah, we have two clients. So yeah, we have people have that clients. we lend the money to and we have people that we borrow the money from. Right. Um, and then we work in there in uh, creating opportunities on both ends with it. So there's a lot of private lenders like you know, right? Mm -hmm. They're out there, they've got money sitting in their IRAs, their 401ks, their checkings, their savings account. They want to lend it out. Um, but they either don't have the time to go out there and meet the clients, the borrowers, um, or the wherewithal or knowledge of how to properly vet the client, right? So Gabe and I, with our background, we're able to take a look at a client's, the borrower's income, their credit, their assets, de determine, is this a qualified client, one should we be lending to? Once that says yes, now let's go out and find the property. So we're not as a private lender that's just asset-based, right? We don't look at just the property. We want to take a look at the person mm -hmm. that's signing the, uh, yeah. the note, right? Yeah, the guarantee he's, he's going to put a personal guarantee and all that stuff, right? So, And to, and to echo a little bit about what you're saying about the diversity about uh, m m money streams is um, also being a, a more um, licensed loan officers and a mortgage uh, bonded insured mortgage broker we're able to do your uh, owner occupied or your home to live in your dream home so it's echoing that same sentiment about you know having the multiple revenue streams mm -hmm. and it's really helps kind of level off you know investing is going strong so when interest rates are are, are, are dropping um, right. and so being able to cash out refinances for people's primary properties is a, is a great tool to utilize in scenarios uh, when investors trying to um, Get some more money. It's more cash. So out in your case, your multiple streams are all tied into lending, pretty much. Correct. Uh, you have your FHA buyer. You have your conventional. Then you have your maybe your harmony guy. Yep. Uh, then you have another one that needs private money for. Our business is about 50 percent is owner occupied. Yeah. So the yep. person's buying the home to live in, refinancing to either pull out uh, cash or to lower their term. Mm -hmm. uh, the other 50% is a real estate investor. Now, okay. this person could be the one that's doing the short-term loan to yep. fix it and flip it, as mm -hmm. your clients have come right. to us. Um, or it could be the person that's looking to buy it, and then once the property is renovated, well, now we can convert it into a long-term loan. So, so let's talk about your podcast, man. Real quick, though, let's not overlook the fact that you can work with one person through the, all those scenarios. That's a huge, uh, that's huge feedback I'm getting as a positive. You know, being able to, let's say you work with Paul. Well, I'm an investor, but I'm also want to refinance my. Uh, my yeah, because you have the products well, there already, right? You don't right have to there. go to Quicken Loans or who knows who behind a computer. Let's blurt that out. Oh no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's that, that, so look, people do business with. I'm a firm believer that people is gonna do business with people they like and trust. Sometimes it's hard to to do business with entities like that because you don't know who you're talking to. They, they can be in a different country for all, for all I know to collect data and that kind of deal. So I'm not discouraging anybody from doing that. But if I'm the borrower, I want to know who's giving me the money. Sure. And when I have a question, there it is. who's going to answer that question? Can I say that differently? There yes, sir. Is. I want to know whose throat 
I can choke when things go go wrong. Right, right? there it is. Um, <laughs> and we're at 1111 Heights Boulevard, <laughs> yes. Houston, Texas, 77008. Come on by anytime. Um, well, so, you know. Our it, podcast. So it's, yes. not so it's not so much about choking nobody's throat, right? So it's, almost, it's more about, I got a question, who do I call, Gabe or Paul? Or do I call 1 800? Mm-hmm. We loan money now. You know, some, I don't know. I just came up with that number. but mm-hmm. And some chick in India is going to answer the phone and say, <laughs> how can I help you? And you're wow. like, well, uh, I'm applying for this particular loan right now, and uh, I got all these questions. And, uh, okay, let me look on the notes. And while they look, mm-hmm. as opposed to say, yeah. I'm going to go call Gabe. Hey, Gabe, uh, what's going on? Hey, your application, this is where you are. This is what you're missing. It's as easy as even a text. A lot of my right. clients just text me, hey, where are we on this? Or what's yeah. a, if, if it's a, We're on the texting what do I need? age. Yeah, what do I need to do to make it get here? I'm like, here, here. Now, now you text people, it's like, are you available in the next 30 minutes to talk yeah. before you actually call them? You know, yeah. it, it's, kind of, it's getting <laughs> crazy. Nobody leaves a I've been about. that guy. Yeah, So definitely. Moving podcast. on to your podcast. Um, so you're about to start your podcast called The Philosophy of Lending. Hey, you think we should do The Philosophy of Lending or Lending Philosophies? Why don't you guys put it on the comments down below? There it is. Tell us what you want to hear about and we'll give them feedback because it's really their the podcast. The philosophy of lending or lending philosophies. The philosophy of lending or lending philosophies. I think lending philosophies is, is it's a little shorter. Just, well, it's, it's more broad, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing different things when it comes to lending. So something to think about. What are you guys going to talk about there? Like Lending. Lending, but what is like, what's your purpose? You were talking about it earlier. Um, oh, educate. Um, I think education is a huge a tool. Um, there's, our goal is for, for the client or for any borrower, not our client, but anybody to, um, to take action. Um, to take action is the key. So inspire, educate, cre- uh, build some creativity. Um, uh, what am I missing? Um, like I'm just gonna let you hang out there for a while. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. And it's uh, well, you can <laughs> have fun. Yeah, there it is. See that? No, it's all good. Get, get, get the notes. Uh, have fun is the key, and I think that's what we want. Uh, what we can bring to any podcast is that we've known each other so long. It's a, uh, it's um, you know, beyond friends, pseudo brothers type of scenario where we can kind of um, discuss topics and go over uh, different scenarios and and uh, make it fun. Uh, make it fun yet educational and inspire. That's that's what I think. So guys, just let us know what the name should be. This is going to be out in in, uh, in the next two weeks. Uh, so you should know what uh, some sort of feedback you'll get from us uh, as far as the name goes. But uh, look out for the philosophy of lending or the uh, lending's philosophy podcast with Paul and Gabe. <laughs> Paul, the, Paul the Greek and Gabe the Czech. How there about it is. that? Absolutely. Um, but uh, anyways, so where do you guys, where, where are you headed to? Like, what's the future look like for you guys, Blink Lending, uh, as a company? Uh, you know, what's, what's your end goal? Want me to take it? Go for it. Uh, so one of the, the, big, the biggest reason for, uh, for creating the company um, is to author our own future, right? Like, uh, best way to predict the future is to create it. Um, and whether it's my Greek uh, European heritage or my English or Dutch European heritage, uh, even though my um, parents divorced when I was a young age, there's family has always been very, very important, right? Um, and I want, my parents are getting older, so part of it is to own 
or as much of my time as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see my parents go out like champs, you know, their last few days just happy smiles on their face. Um, and also see the kids grow up, sharing the same childhoods I had, you know, running around on the beaches in Greece, big Thanksgiving dinners, um, football games, backyard barbecues, all that good stuff. So where are we going? Um, you know, Gabe and I have no aspirations of being a super big company that we're going to have multiple branches uh, around. Uh, we'll never be as big as Quicken, uh, Quicken Loans. Um, we have the same technology they do, so you can apply anywhere, anytime, on any device, your time, not ours. Right. Um, but I, I think you summed it up pretty good. Good relationships, too. No, and it's about owning okay. your time. Yeah. I mean, you, you own your time, you, you own your freedom, you know. Um, I, I, that's what I do what I do too I could have went and picked up another high paying job and, and, and but I was in yep. a rat race yeah you know yeah. It's and that's okay though right because it, it's what I've my, my two favorite things that, and, and I'll probably stop talking after this that I love about uh, real estate is one the community right like our friendship like Gabe and I were friends beforehand but our friendship has grown to levels that it wouldn't have grown to if it wasn't for real estate you mm -hmm. and I aren't friends right, right Neil right. isn't in this circle right now if mm -hmm. it's not for real estate so the community right. that comes about it the other part is there's no right or wrong I think to it no <laughs> I'm not I'm not a corporate hater by any means None whatsoever. <laughs> I'm tying this back to the philosophy of lending. So that's really, so the podcast in it, right, it's, we're going to be discussing whether it's, you want to buy turnkey retail properties, that's fine, that works for you. You want to do fix and flip, that, that works for you as well. And you want to be self-employed, awesome. You want to work the W-2 job, hey, that's awesome. Um, I thank my old, uh, my old company because they didn't have to pay me that much more. I look back on it, if they were just giving $20,000 more a year, which in proportion to what I was making is not that huge, you and I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'm so thankful they didn't give me wow. that extra money. Well, ladies and gents, we're at the end of our podcast. You don't see, did say philosophy of lending, right? The philosophy of lending or maybe the lending philosophies. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys, for having us here. And um, we're looking forward to growing this relationship and helping with your podcast. Look them up. Make sure you go to YouTube and every other site out there. Hit share, like, and subscribe. Um, any comments down below. And if you're on uh, listening to us uh, on your car, then uh, send us a message. Any questions you may have, any topics you want to hear about, let me know. Blink that being said, go to blinklending.com. Is that how they get a hold of you? That's the blink. best way. 713 Go Blink. 713 Go Blink. There you go. I like that. Y'all have a great day. Bye.